My name is Michael Driver. I'm a UK-based comedian and I love music. So I've asked some friends of mine to tell us about their favourite tracks and make us a mixtape. This is Mixtapes with Mike. to another episode of Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a friend to create us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist more than once. We're going to talk about each track and if you like the sound of what you hear, you'll be able to listen to the mixtape in full by clicking the links in the show notes or on the Mixtapes with Mike Facebook page. Uh, this week's guest is comedian Rich Wilson. Hello. How, How are you? Oh, yeah, good, right. good to be here. Good to be here. Well, it's, yeah. good. it's good to virtually be somewhere, I suppose. <laughs> Just nice to talk to a different face. Well, there is that, I suppose. Um, <laughs> how are you finding? Uh, um, yeah, doing all right. Like, um, yeah, days of uh, proactiveness and positivity, and then days of uh, crushing despair and futility. Um, about the same as everyone, really, I think. It just, yeah, it's, pro- it's probably worth right. mentioning for any anyone who's listening to this uh, out of time. We're we're currently in the midst of the COVID nineteen quarantine lockdowns, so everyone's at home trying to keep themselves amused. Lots of comedians creating content online, which is exactly what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's that it's, it's keep you have to. It's just to remind yourself that we're all we are we are all going through this and you're allowed to have a day where you just think, fuck this. I'm just going to eat biscuits, you know? Oh mate, And I'm, a, I'm I've had plenty of those. And, and, I, <laughs> and I find like, if I start, I, I won't stop. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Cause it is. I saw, um, Dan Skinner, who plays Angela Sepithemu, uh, he tweeted earlier and he said, uh, the plan for today is to not eat like it's Christmas day. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's an awful lot of that. Um, well, that's still there is to, like, Jade's, Jade's baking, so there's a lot of that. So there's baking going on, and then of course it's got to be eating quickly, otherwise it goes off. You don't want to waste it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, all, those, man. all those yeah. excuses you tell yourself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so we met each other uh, on the stand-up circuit at Jay Handley's gig in Mosley. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and stand-up comedy was going really well for you until all this shit hit the fan. <laughs> it's just typical. No disrespect to anyone. I mean, there's people in far worse positions than than, than us. But it was, I just, it was just going so well. I had Soho Theatre coming up, and then I was going to be doing Glastonbury and Macfest, and then going back up to Edinburgh, and they're all plans. I just got an agent as well, and it was all like, yeah, here we go. Things are heating up. And then someone went, yeah, you're not allowed out now. And I go, well, for how long? I, go, oh, I don't know. I, I, had a, I had a very similar thing. I mean, like, cause I mean, I, I, I've got a full-time job and a, and a family and uh, I wasn't a comedian when my missus met me, so she didn't sign on for this. Um, uh-huh. But I, I literally just started tapping into like more paid stuff. Like I got my first headline spot and I got a couple of paid middles and it was like, oh, it's starting, it's starting to come yeah. together and then the breaks are on. But like you said, there, yeah, man. 
there are more more important things happening in the world. So exactly. I think that's what you have to remind yourself. Because like, I keep seeing people going, oh, I'm bored, I'm bored. I want to go back out. You go, you, it's not about you. It's about all of us. Yeah. So we all have to stay away from each other. So, yeah, we're all bored. Of course you are. But I tell you what, it's more boring, and that's being dead. So why don't you stay indoors and try not to kill your grandma? <laughs> That's a very healthy perspective to have, Mr. Wilson. Very well done. I think it's what gets me through. All right, so it's it's ten tracks. You can't yes. use the same artist more than once, uh, and then we'll we'll put the mixtapes out on Apple and Spotify and whatnot when we put it out. So who, who's your first track by? The first track is by the first band I ever saw live. I was fourteen. And uh, my dad got us the tickets. We'd seen them on The Young Ones. And we were just like, what is this? These are incredible. Um, and it turns out they were called The Damned, which, uh, which they had the first punk single out in 77, I think it was. Okay. And yeah, huge band. And I've just, I just loved them ever since. They're just, they're just, I just love The Damned so much. Um, but I didn't know there was also Captain Sensible, who was the guitar, who is the guitar player in the damn. I knew of him separately because he had a song out called Happy Talk uh, in about that was in like the early '80s. So, and I found out that the guy behind the Happy Talk song had also been in the Damned. It just blew my mind. So, isn't Happy Talk yeah. really sort of chipper with yeah. singing on it and stuff? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's from an old. It's from. Uh, what was it called? It's from an old film, I think, called South Pacific in, from like the 1950s. There's a cover version of that. And so you've got this guy that, you know, he was he was one of the main punk dudes, you know, where they're all gobbling at each other and it's all, you know, spitting and this, that and the other. And then he's singing this song wearing like a Hawaiian lei, you know, all the flowers and yeah, and he's talking about, you know, happy talk. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the first yeah. time I ever heard the Dan was on a compilation CD that came out on the front cover of Kerrang. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it was uh, a track called You Know, which was off their second album, I think. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because another one of the uh, acts you've picked were on that same compilation, but we'll, we, will, we will get to that later, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, so this this track is this track is called uh, it's called "Wait for the Blackout," and I just I remember going when we went to see it the first time. They were in their goth stage, so it was all very it was at Hammersmith and which is now Hammersmith Apollo. And it was all set out like a graveyard. So there's all gravestones and there's dry ice. And, there's, and so the band start playing. And then Dave Vanian, the lead singer, comes like swooping through. And he comes out on stage like this gothic kind of like vampire dude. And they're doing all their gothic stuff. And then they did this song, Wait for the Blackout. And it was just like, oh, incredible. Just incredible. So 14-year-old me was just, was just there, just big-eyed going, this is incredible. This is the best thing I've ever seen. And so, yeah, wait for the blackout. Excellent. All right, so moving on from the dams, who's your next track, right? So the next track uh, is by uh, Happy Mondays, 
and I I remember I remember clearly where I was when when I when I first saw the video for this. Um, I was round my girlfriend at the time. I was at her house, and I used to have a thing called the chart show. And the chart show was on every Saturday morning, and you'd be you'd be elated if it was the indie chart or the pop chart. The so indie chart was the one you wanted. So so this is like the ITV chart show, right? Yeah, that's it. And every every week would be a different chart. So they'd do the metal chart or they'd do the indie chart and things like that. And so when it was the indie chart, you'd be elated. And every now and again, they'd play a video from from a song somewhere, something obscure that you'd probably not, you'd never see of or hear of it again. It was at this point that the fire alarm in Richie's house was set off by some overzealous cooking, swiftly followed by some colourful language exchange between him and his housemates. We now return you to the scheduled programme. Set the fire alarms off. So it's actually it's a bit of a digression, but you're you, so you're you're isolating with your your better half. Yes, Jade Adams and uh, our fellow comedian Paul Sweeney. Um, we uh, Paul was going to be on his own before all this shit kicked off. We were like, no, we can't have that. So we were like, come and stay with us. And then uh, and then we all in, into lockdown. So we've all been locked down together. Um, we've all been ill. We've all had it. We think we've all had the Rona. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've gone through that stage. Uh, Paul's also our barber, and that's pissed off a lot of people. Mate, <laughs> I saw your post the other day, and I was just like, motherfucker, because it's it's one of those first world problems that a lot of people have complained about. Oh, my fucking haircut. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, that you post a pic, and you're just like with this massive Cheshire cat grin on your face because you live with your barber right now. <laughs> you know, you've got a plan for these things. You've got to work out what's important. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Back to this. So um, yeah, this was Happy Mondays. It, it popped up on the chart show, um, and it was a video of these guys that looked—they looked like us, like normal dudes—and they're in this nightclub and they were playing this song. And it, I, I just remember looking at the television, being mesmerised, like. What the fuck is this, man? These guys that dress like us, yet they're on the TV in these bands. And it just, it was just like, I have to, I went out that day and tracked down, because you had to go out and track this stuff down. This is in like 1980, 88, 89. So if you saw a song or heard a song, you'd have to go and track it down. You couldn't just download it now. Yeah. You know, like you got Shazam, you go, what's that? Oh, brilliant. And it's in your pocket within a second. Whereas this was like, you go, right. Okay, I need to get out and find the decent record shops and get out of there. And I used to, I, I quite enjoyed that trying to find it. And when and that pleasure when you find that record, you'd be like, yes, treasure! I've done it. It's, it's, it was a real, really great feeling. So yeah, I went out immediately and I went and found this in uh, in a record shop in Bromley. And I was over the moon. Yeah, happy okay. Mondays. So this track is. It's called uh, WFL. It's uh, Rope for Luck. And it's the Vince Clark remix, and the Vince Clark remix is uh, specific. It's the, it's the, it's. The, I think it's the ultimate version of this of this song. So, WFL by Happy Mondays. So 
so moving on from the Happy Mondays, who's our next track by? So, carrying on with the, the punk theme. I always, punk was always around when I was a kid. I don't know, because my mum and dad would take us into London and they'd, we'd walk up and down the, the King's Road and seeing all these, all these things. And so you'd see the punks. I was only little. I, was, I would have been five, six. But I just remember seeing these scary looking people, all the studs and the writing and the hair. And, the, and I, was, so I was always fascinated with, with that. And then later on, it was the mod thing. And so I've always had a fascination with, with youth culture. Um, and then later on, as I got, I got a bit older, a mate of mine uh, told me about the Dead Kennedys. And I just loved the name. And then he lent me an album called Frankenchrist, which is one of my most favorite albums going. Um, it's on Alternative Tentacles label. And the Dead Kennedys, like they were a punk band, but they were, but they, but the lyrics were so, so, they, they just spoke to me. They just, it was just like, yes, exactly what I'm, what I'm thinking. I, you know, I hate this. This world is mental, and it's supposed to fit in, but we don't fit in, and it's all, and it really, it really hit home. So the Dead Kennedys for me are. Just, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I'm not, I know who, I know of them. I've listened yeah. to, like, odd tracks, like, uh, Holiday in Cambodia and stuff like that. And, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, Too Drunk to Fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there's a really good kitsch cover of Too Drunk to Fuck by... I'm gonna yeah, have... by Nouvelle Vague. Exactly, that's the one. I love yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, yes, it's excellent. Which, which is... They're great, actually. Nouvelle Vague are excellent. Yeah. Really, really good because they take something that you you associate with it in a much heavier context and just goes the complete polar opposite, but it works. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With her wonderful, her wonderful voice really changes the whole song. It's amazing when you think it's about someone at a party that is so pissed they keep falling down the stairs, too drunk to fuck. <laughs> Those lyrics really spoke to me. They really, really did. <laughs> it resonated. Yeah, 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 it really resonated. I'm like, yeah, I don't, yeah, that's exactly how I'm feeling at this party. <laughs> Yeah, other than, other than that, like, the only other time I've sort of heard Dead Kennedy's tracks has been on, like, on skate videos, like, when I was... Yeah, 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 there'd be a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of... Because it's that kind of California surf sort of guitar sound. Yeah. Which is what I like as well. There's a... Yeah, there's a sort of a... Even though it's punk, there's a sort of 50s, 60s sort of surf element to it, which I like. Yeah, like a little bit. There's like a little bit of rockabilly that shines through it, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, and where we're, there's a lot of punk groups, you could maybe mistake one for another, but you would never mistake the Dead Kennedys for anyone else. No, but it was that. It was that. You know, because punk was born of, you know, it was the Stooges were doing it in like the late '60s. That sort of gar garage rock, that really fuzzy rock sound, and then. That, and then the, the then the Stooges influenced the Ramones, and then the Ramones influenced you know a, a million other people, and and the Dead Kennedys, which is part of that, you know that kind of I, I just love that I just love that there's a there's a it's masculine and feminine all at once, and it's it's a, it's wonderful. It's just a proper dirty racket, and I love it. So this is so this is uh, soup is good food by the Dead Kennedys. Just have to kill yourself somewhere else. A tourist might see you. 
Alright, so that's the dead Kennedys dealt with. Who are we listening to next? Next up, I was going through a phase a little while ago. I was like, oh, there's no new music. There's nothing that's really saying something. Or not saying something, but really nothing that touches me. And there was, there was, I mean, I, I love music and there's loads of, there's loads of songs that I love. It doesn't matter what genre it's from. It could be pop music. It could be whatever. If I like it, I like it. There hadn't been anything really. I was like, we need an uprising. We need something. There needs to be someone saying something about what's going on. And and then Idols popped up, and I I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. It just uh, they're on like a late night radio show. I was driving back from a gig, and it then I tuned in halfway through, and I'm like, what is this? And I just had to like, pull the car over. And I'm just like, oh my god! And then it was it was, a, it was them. It was Idols. And I think they're just, they're one of the more, most important bands in the last couple of years. They really, they really are talking about what's going on. Um, yeah, they're a great band. And they, and they, but they don't look like a typical band. They look like a load of just mates banging around in a bedroom. It's brilliant. Yeah, there's a, there's a definite sort of air of not giving a fuck and not wanting no. to belong to a particular scene or, or, or play a part associated with one kind of genre of music. Um, first time I ever saw them on TV, they were playing at a festival and it was such a mismatch of people and you know when you, you hear a voice and then you see the person attached to that voice went, well that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And yeah, just, yeah. And if there's anyone, if there's a band that's um, kind of rekindled that rawness of the punk music that you started off listening to. Yeah. It's it's those guys. And who's, who's the band from Ireland as well? It's either I, Irish or Northern Irish, which is a terrible thing not to know. That uh, <laughs> that are also they, they they sound like they could just be dropped back in the sort of the late seventies in terms of like the production. The band I was thinking of was Fontaine's DC. I think. Ah, oh, they're excellent. They are excellent. Yes, yes. mate. What a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of time for them. Excellent band, and it's and, and the, you know not not dissimilar to Idols in terms of like where they're coming energy. from, yeah, and, and energy, but but very very different sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're brilliant. Yeah, Fontaine's DC, excellent. That's what I love is that I love that that energy, that kind of garage, you know, garage sort of sound. That because like you listen to. If you listen to people that are like brilliant musicians or brilliant singers, I mean, yeah, it's brilliant, but it's but it's technically shit. It's just because I, I not technically shit, but it's it's uninteresting. It's uninteresting when someone's like Craig David, for example. Now Craig David is a, is a is a you know is a technically great singer, but he isn't. It's not interesting to me. I want so I, I've always admired people like Marky Smith from The Four and Sean Ryder from The Happy Mondays. Mm -hmm. People that aren't they're not. They're not technically technically brilliant singers, but they have a thing about them that makes you want to listen. And uh, the lead singer of Idols is one of those people. He's a fucking, I think he's a great frontman. Brilliant frontman. So this track is? And this track is called Scum, Idols. All right, so the, the mixtape takes a left turn at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, gotta keep it interesting. So so who's this by? 
So this next song is by uh, a brilliant woman called Mama Cass. Mama Cass was a singer. She was in the Mamas and the Papas that did California Dreaming. Um, and she was just, she was a brilliant, she was brilliant. She's a brilliant singer. Um, and I really like this track because it's sort of, it's quite sort of Northern Soul. And I'm a big fan of Northern Soul. Um, it's one of the few genres that every time I hear a Northern Soul track, I'm up, up dancing. I can't help myself. Um, it's the same with disco. If I hear a disco track, I'm like, yeah, let's fucking go. I don't know. I, it's, I know a few people that have gone, oh, I don't really like Northern Soul or disco. And I'm like, well, what, what do you want to do? Do you just cry in your bedroom? With your windows <laughs> Got to get out there and have some fun. Um, and this track, this has been in my, this is in my head most days. I think it's brilliant. Um, it comes from a best of called Mama's Big Ones, which is unfortunate, but it's a brilliant. If you if you haven't already, you should check out Mama Cass. Uh, Mama Cass, yeah, Mama's Big Ones. It's a good, it's a good compilation to start with. Well, I, I listen. I've heard of the Mamas and Papas, and like everyone's heard California Dreaming, and I, and like I'm a sucker for a harmony. Like when I when yeah I, yeah I, I used to play music with a loop pedal and a bunch of instruments, and one of the best things to do was to like loop layers of harmonies together. And if it works, it's super effective. So I'm, I've always been a sucker for a really good harmony, and that was, oh, a, I love that it. was in abundance in like uh, the Mamas and Papas. And then I, I, I looked at the album, uh, Mama's Big Ones, when I was preparing for this. I, I don't know, is it, is the title of that album going, like, you, could could you get away with that sort of thing now? No, not at all. That's why I said at the beginning that it's unfortunate that it's called Mama's Big Ones. It's, um, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's, it's of the times, and I don't know when the album came out, whether it was the 70s or the 80s, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, you, there's no way you'd get away with that now, and you wouldn't want to, would you? It's a uh, it's <laughs> it, it's uh, yeah, you wouldn't get a bloke album, you know, Wilson's big ones. Mm, no, you put, yeah, you put, there, there's, there's definitely a double standard there, but yeah, 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 but ignore that and listen to the music, the music's brilliant. Yeah, amazing like loads of loads of really sort of nice piano work great harmonies yeah. lots of sort of funky brass in the background of it so it's kind yeah. of brass in that respect um yeah i really enjoyed listening to this um so so this track is and this track's called one way ticket by mama cast So that's Mama Cass. Who are we listening to now? So in the eighties, um, I was brought up with. I've said this. If anyone's listened to this earlier or something else, I've said this before. Um, I've I was really lucky to be brought up with uh, a really cool music around me, like the Rolling Stones and Bob Dylan and the blues and and funk and soul and and Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye and all these wonderful people, but because it wasn't cool when I was a kid, I sort of listened to all that quietly. So I'd make compilation tapes of my dad's records, but then I wouldn't tell my mates because it wasn't cool. We were all listening to like 80s soul and all this stuff. Um, and so, but I really got into, I, got, I really got into level 42 
in the 80s. They were a massive 80s pop band. They, they started off as jazz funk and then they kind of went really, really mainstream. Um, and no disrespect to them. They haven't aged well, to be fair. Um, it, they're, they're not seen, they're not cited as being cool, but because they were around when I was, when I was coming of age, they're just, they're, I just, I, they're like my guilty pleasure now. I just, I, when I'm feeling a bit shit, I put a bit of level 42 on and just, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, their album, Standing in the Light, is a really good one for me anyway. Well, I mean, so, like, yeah. I remember level 42 from like maybe Top of Pops in the 80s and maybe the early 90s. And I just remember that the front man, uh, always playing those basses and I listened to this track that you put forward and I, now I completely understand why you're so fond of that Marco Billet guy on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Any good? Oh, so good. Like crazy. Oh man, that man is, he did, I watched him the other day, he was doing a gig to like eight and a half thousand people. Fantastic. Yeah, he's good, man. Whereas I'm doing something the other day to nine. <laughs> no disrespect to the nine people that tuned in, but fucking you know, hell. <laughs> It was an eight and a half thousand. But yeah, he's great. I love, you talk about harmonies. He's really good at that. Yeah. Building up those wonderful harmonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lo- I've got a lot of time there, for him. So whereas I fuck around with the loop pedal, I'm I am not an accomplished musician in any way, shape or form. So I have to like stumble upon things and then try and work out what would fit with it. Whereas he is a natural. Like he'll just put a beat down, he'll put some chords down in the blink of an eye and then he'll do a harmony and a little accent and then out of nowhere a whole track is there. Um, Yeah. So when I I heard this track I was just like, ah, now now, now I realise why. Because every time every time I see in one of Marco Billet's things and I go to like it, your name will be there because we've got each other on Instagram. But Rich Wilson also like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a seal of approval. Yes, <laughs> I I'm a sucker for a melody. I'm a sucker for a decent bassline. The bassline on Iggy Pop's The Passenger is one of the best basslines out there. Um, the bassline to Sign Seal Delivered um, by Stevie Wonder. Is who the guy that played that bassline was having the time of his life that day? Yeah. So I love a I love a really good bassline. So uh, this one by Level Forty Two, and I this is the I will play this to people, and they go, "Oh, I didn't know that was them." I go, "Yeah," because most of their stuff is like running in the family and all that stuff. Has an age very well, but this one I know I could put this on in the car. People will be like, "Oh, yeah, this is good. I like this." So yeah, this is Level Forty Two. The sun goes down. All right, so moving on from level 42, who's next? We have, I'm a, I really, I'm a really big fan, and I don't mean to sound sexist or moronic when I say this, um, but I've always admired women that are that that are great in a in a sort of male dominated environment i've always like people like susie quattro playing the bass i remember seeing her when i was a kid and like i was like wow because it you know i grew up it was quite it was still very sexist it was still very women are at home in the kitchen looking after the kids and and the man's out at work and so if you saw like a, a a female drummer or bass player or something like that, you'd be like, "Wow, it would really stand out because it was unusual." Yeah. And so, um, I've always I've always admired women like that. I do love I love 
powerful women that don't give a fuck. Um, it's tricky when you when you live with one. <laughs> yeah, I was I was waiting for either you to mention it or I was going to do yeah. it. Gates done it for us. It's, it's not, <laughs> here she comes. Fuck's sake! Give me a minute. You can't have a strong, powerful woman and an expector to be subservient in the house. It's very true. <laughs> you have to, it takes a certain kind of man to deal with that mad shit. <laughs> Feminism. Feminism, my ass. So yeah, I love a I love a strong, powerful woman, and this this woman is Buffy Saint Marie. I'd never heard of her until you sent me the playlist. So, but I listened to the track today, and yeah, very curious about her. Yeah, she was um, an indigenous uh, Native American woman. I'd never experienced anything like that before. Uh, I remember she used to be on Sesame Street all the time. And I was just, I was, I mean, again, I was only little, but I remember just being, just, just, I was fascinated by her. I thought she was brilliant. You know, she'd come on and sing a few songs and then she'd be off. And, and then growing up, she, she, her name would pop up now and again. And then I'd be like, oh, I didn't realize, didn't realize that was her. I thought she was just this like TV show host, you know, woman. And then you get into it and then you realize like she's won Oscars and she's, she's, you know, she's award winning songwriter and, and she's, she's amazing. She's amazing. And this song popped up on a, on a, compila a compilation a few years ago. And I hadn't, I hadn't heard it before. And it just, it, I, I remember just going, what is this? I have to find out everything about this. And then went out and got the, the, the album Illuminations, which is, which is also, they say it's like the forerunner for what became sort of like goth music. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. So this one is, yeah, Buffy Semery, um, he's a keeper of the fire. All right, so that's Buffy St. Marie. Who's next on the playlist? So we're going back to the punk thing. Punk will always be there. Um, it's just, it's not even, Jade and I have these conversations all the time. I, was, I remember telling Jade, punk isn't just, it isn't the music, it's the attitude. It's the, it's, it's your, the way you attack life. It's the way you go at it. You know, it's that punk attitude. And I think Jade's got that to a certain extent, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, you, you have to play the game a certain, to a certain degree, but you don't have to bend over and get fucked by it all the time. So it's a, it's finding that sharp. I'm busy. So it's finding that. <laughs> so it's I punk will always be there for me. Um, and this was a band that popped up. Uh, blimey, would have been early two thousands for me. Yeah. Just getting into the mod scene, and and so these were quite sort of psychedelic. Uh, it's like, again, it's like that sort of fifties sort of surf rock feel to it. Um, the hives, and they looked brilliant as well. They all dressed the same. They looked the same. And they were excellent, you know. And I thought, I'll just, I, know, I, I haven't been to, I haven't seen them yet. Hopefully, when all this is over, we can all get back out there and they'll gig again because they are phenomenal. And, and the lead singers, proper lead singer, that's what you want. You want to, you know, front man, the kind of guy that goes, oh, I can't sing today, it's Wednesday. You know, that shit, you know. <laughs> I, love, I love all that. Yeah. Be a, a proper front man is an absolute cunt, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so that, the first time I ever heard the Hives was on this, the the punk compilation that I mentioned earlier that came on the, the cover. Oh yeah, it's a compilation called Search and Destroy, 
and it was curated. Oh, I think I had that. It's curated by a guy from the Damned, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I think I had that. Yeah. Um, and the track on that was "Die All Right," and I heard that, and I was just like, "How does everyone not know who, who these guys are?" That, That's a good that, song. Amazing. And then, yeah, maybe three months later everyone was listening to the hives and people <laughs> who wouldn't expect to listen to the hives as well like because it's, it's it's fundamentally a, a punk record but like you would have like just sort of your, your kind of normal sort of contemporary teens and mid-20s guys that were just going absolutely mental for it um yeah it's always it's, it's always crazy to see when a band just punches through and grabs other subcultures yeah, 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 yeah. When they scoop everybody up and go, right, we're doing this now, and you go, all right, yeah, cool, all right for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, they this is this is how confident they were. It's like their third album was a best of. It was like I think it's called your new favorite band or something, right. which was the one which was the album I had, and I didn't realize it was like a compilation of what had gone before. You know, that's how confident they were. <laughs> They're a good band. I love them, and I can't wait to see them. Yeah, and hopefully when all this blows over, like, I, th I think there's going to be a lot of that. I think there's going to be a lot of, or at least for the first six months of being back out there in a semi-normal world where people are going to be doing a little bit more season the day. Well, fuck it, let's go yeah. and do that. Yeah, there'll be a bit of that. I think, yeah, it's not going to snap back to how it was straight away, you know, because so many people have lost jobs. So many shops have shut down. Um, we won't be we won't be allowed to be near each other straight away it's going to still be the social distancing thing and you know but in a in a year or so's time when we're all back out and we're all allowed to touch each other and i can't wait to get sweaty in a gig again and just fucking fling myself around like a child oh my god oh yeah can't wait man i took my missus to see a nirvana tribute band yeah the the i think it was the academy in birmingham in one of the smaller rooms, and uh, like I, I was like into like rock music and punk music when I was sort of like mid-teens to early twenties, and then I started working with people who brought me into like other genres of music. So, I just, so my, my taste in music got a lot more eclectic, and I, and I wasn't going to gigs, and I certainly wasn't moshing anymore. And then <laughs> last year, and my missus, you wouldn't know it to look at her, but she's a massive metalhead. This petite little yeah, right. thing. Like loves Slipknot, Nirvana, Biffy Clyro, all kinds of these metal bands, and she loves Nirvana. And we went to see this cover band, and I think they were playing. It was either Territorial Pistons or it was Tourette's, and I just lost it. And I just threw myself into the middle of all these guys and started pushing around. And like I, I, I came out battered and bruised. My miss was just like, I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> The couple that mosh together stay together, yeah. you know this. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, so this track is? This is called uh, Hate to Say I Told You So by The Hives. So, moving on from the hives, 
who is our next act? One of my favourite albums of all time will forever be in my top ten um, by a band called The The, who everybody loves, but they're not no, but they're not hugely famous. You know, they're like you. People, if I mention them, I'll play something. People go, "Oh yeah, I like them. Yeah, they're good." Um, again, I remember this album. Um, a friend of mine had the album on vinyl, Infected, and. I just loved it straight away. Went out and bought it that day, um, and it stayed with me forever. It's, a, it's such a good album, and they're such a good band. I went to see them uh, last year, year before. Saw them twice. Saw them at Brixton. Saw them at Albert Hall, and they're brilliant. Matt Johnson is a fantastic uh, songwriter. Um, Johnny Marr from The Smiths was in them for a bit in the late '80s. Saw them at Brixton when they were doing that, and they're just a great band. They're, they're fantastic. I don't know if you know much about them. Don't know anything about them. Knew the name. You know, I've got. I mean, one of the reasons for this mixtape is I'm a very lazy music fan. So by having conversations with people, <laughs> they're all bringing the stuff to me, and I can go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get into that. I'll listen to more of them. And yeah, cool. And I've, I've got other friends who are literal music geeks. Um, I've got a friend who has a couple of different music podcasts. He, he's the guy that you never want to get something wrong in front of because he's the guy that will pull you up. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's the guy that would mention like bands like the the to me. Um weirdly he's got um he's got a podcast about CDs that are that came free with magazines. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, and it's called Free with This Week's Issue. Brilliant. Um, and he just sits Brilliant. down with the guest and they talk about I think I think the guest gets to pick the conversation yeah, right. and they go through oh, all the bands and talk about they were, they were such good compilations, some of them. I heard, I heard, a, there was a, I don't know if you remember the band Menswear from like the 90s. Yeah. Early 90s, yeah. And, they, you know, they were all right. They got slated a bit when they came out, but there was an album track by them on on uh, one of these compilations. What a song. Absolutely brilliant song by them, which I would never have heard because I was ignoring them. So, you know, these compilations are, yeah, I think they were invaluable getting you into stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So this is... Um, Heartland by the the, and the lyrics to this. I'll tell you this now. If you listen, if you read the lyrics to this, this was written in the late '80s, mid to late '80s. We're now we're now nearly 40 years in in the future, and it's still these lyrics still sadly uh, they resonate today. They're, it's it's spooky how how fitting they are to today to what's going on today. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to look at that a bit more closely. Yeah, look, yeah. So this is. This is Heartland by the other. Alright, so moving on from the other, uh, we're on to your last track. So who's this by? This is by uh, David Byrne and St. Vincent. I obviously if you're into your music, then you're into Talking Heads. It's ridiculous that you're yeah. not. Uh, they're they're a Talking Heads. There's very there's some people they're musicians, and they're brilliant musicians. But some people are artists, but really, you know, they they take music in. A, it sounds pretentious and wank saying all this, but they take music in directions you didn't really expect it to go. And so, like David Byrne linked up. I think it might have been the Roundhouse in Camden. 
he linked it all up and played the building, all the noises and the creaks and things that were going on in the building. So he turned the whole building into this instrument. And he's, him doing stuff like that has always fascinated me. You know, he's he's always he's one of those people that always seems to be like one step ahead. Like David Bowie, always like looking for the next thing. They were, having a, they, they were kind of just a few steps ahead of everybody and could see what was coming. You know, I love people like that. Um, yeah, Vincent, he, you know. he, he didn't reinvent himself in terms of his appearance. He's always no. had this kind of signature look, but he always kind of reinvents his approach and the output. Uh, and, and he is definitely revered as yeah. this kind of ethereal creative force rather than just like an act. Yeah, exactly. And there's very few people that are like that. You've got Bowie. Bjork is a bit like that. She's, you know, she's a, you'd call her an artist rather than a, than strictly a musician. And I've always found people like that fascinating. To, to, to see the world as, I don't know, just to see the world as a, rather than just a rock that we're all spinning on, it's just, they just see potential in everything. They go, I wonder what I'd do if I plug that, if I put that plant into that speaker, I wonder what sound would come out. You know, it's that, that sort of, that, that way of looking at the world is is phenomenal, you know? And I, I really like that. And so David Byrne, I was a massive fan of. St. Vincent, I didn't know much about, uh, but I heard a track of hers on on the radio and was like, oh, this, is, this is, I like this. And I bought the album just because I liked the cover. I hadn't heard any anything on it. I just went, I really like the cover. I'm going to buy that because I love, I love David Byrne. I don't know much about St. Vincent, but I'm sure it's great. And it was brilliant. It's really good. It's one of my favourite albums, it's fantastic. I think there's been a long period of time where that wasn't happening, where people weren't buying records because of what the cover looked like. Because yeah. it's been digital for so long. Maybe now that vinyl's made such a resurgence, maybe there's a little bit more of that coming on, but I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if kids are brave enough to make a purchase just on a visual like that. It's all very, they're all, yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't it wouldn't happen so much now. I mean, you'd get one or two people, but it's, yeah, you know, even like, there was a thing the other day a musician was saying, is there, is, are people still into albums or is it just individual tracks? And I don't know, people, it's, uh, yeah, because an album is a whole, a good album is a whole thing. So you listen to the whole thing as the whole thing. You don't just pick tracks out of it because there's a bit of a narrative or there's a reason why those tracks are in that, you know the way the the the, the artist put those tracks in that in that order. There's a reason for it, and so you lose something from if you take a, a random track out of it. But there there is something, just the whole ceremony of buying an, an album, putting that album on, and just sitting and looking at the at the cover, just 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 getting lost in that album for for 45 minutes to an hour, is. It's, it's the same, it's, it's like people read books. I, I listen to albums in the same way. And this this was one of those albums, I love it. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. All right, so this is? This is Lazarus by David Byrne and St. Vincent.
all sorted, mate. Bang on an hour, pretty much. Lovely. Um, great. Enjoyed this. All right, cool. So, as well as being a stand-up, you, you've also got your own podcast. Um, for the for the benefit of anyone who's, who's not happened upon you before listening to this, why don't you tell us what it's all about? It's called Insane in the Membrane. It's the best podcast title out there, apart from that one you just told me. Um, and it's it's yeah, it's like a it's like a philosophical chat about men's mental health. So it's not we don't sit and talk about things that are that we have problems with now. We talk about things that that happened to us and and how we dealt with it and where we're at now. So it's more not really it's to mental health mental health is the jumping off point but the conversation goes all over the place and we've had we've had Romish Ranganathan we've had Tom Allen Michael Smiley and my latest guest is uh, Heston Blumenthal that's a that's a get that's a really good get it's not bad isn't it it's not bad well again I have to thank my my lovely lady Jade Adams who uh, was a host on a TV show called Crazy Delicious which yes. is coming it's coming out on Netflix when is it coming oh, really? out? Yeah, yeah, it's that, out. That was Channel Four. Yeah. It's been on chat. It was on Channel Four. Yeah, and now it's coming out on Netflix. And so I went to visit Jade on set. Um, had dinner with Heston. We hit it off immediately. He's such a top dude. And I just said, I said, "Would you come on the podcast?" And he went, "Absolutely." So there we are. Heston, no, I mean, uh, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant chat. Well, I mean, like I. I I, I listened to it, man. Like uh, I messaged you about it when after maybe the third or fourth episode comes out, came out. Uh, yeah. And speaking of somebody who went through some stuff over the last maybe about a year ago, it was really useful and helpful just to hear other people talking about uh, their own experiences and kind of throwing a light on the fact that it's it, it can happen to anyone you know that's exactly and that's exactly why we do it it's that i didn't know that that's what it was doing it was it all kind of evolved on its own i obviously was i obviously subconsciously knew what i was doing but not really and it kind of just happened and and that's i love that that's the point of it is showing people that you're not on your own you're not the only person this has happened to and you will get through it you know, it's that it's that it's showing people that you can get through it rather than oh, I'm in the middle of this thing. And, you know, just that doesn't help anybody. Mm. But talking about what you've gone through. Like I talk about the fact that I was an arsehole for years, you know, that and people go, oh, yeah, I'm an arsehole. You go, yeah, you don't have to be. You can change it. Yeah. And that's what and that's, you know, that's my story. And we get people on that talk about suicide and death and, and all sorts of heavy topics. But we do it in a it's just a conversation. It's showing men. That it's uh, you. You can have a chat with someone. It doesn't have to be right. Today we're going to talk about our feelings. You, you just have a chat with your mate, like we've yeah. done now. Exactly. I am, yeah. Imagine like you and I talking about music, having a couple of pints, and then it might morph into something a bit more, you know, personal. You know, and that's and that's how men should be. That's how men talk to each other. That's that's how we get. That's how we stop men killing themselves. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, look, man. I've really enjoyed this. Um, I have to. It's been great. If, Thank you. If you, if you, if you want to do uh, like a, a side B at any point, I'd love to have you back. Or if, or if there's anyone else uh, that you want to nominate to come forward and and, and do a mixtape, then just let me know. And if they're if they're cool. up on, I'd I'd love to have them on. 
Um, oh man, we get loads of people. There's a few people that once this comes out and we'll share it. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a there'll be a load of people that will want to jump on. So yeah, let's do it. All right. Thanks very much for coming on, man. Thank you, mate. You take care. Look after yourself. So that concludes this week's episode. We've deliberately kept the music played below the conversation because we believe that all musicians should be paid something for what they do. So if you'd like to listen to the mixtape in full, you can find it on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the links in the show notes of this episode. Or you can find and follow the Facebook page Mixtapes with Mike and I'll share those links on the post that announces this episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would share it on your social media with anyone you think would enjoy it. It would mean even more if you would leave us a positive review on iTunes as that will help us reach a larger audience. But in the meantime, I'll see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike.